Hi guys, we just want to take a second and tell you about our home furnishings design program. Um, we're always doing interior design, we're working with clients, and we're designing these really, really beautiful spaces. And we want everyone to be able to have the ease of knowing that what you're purchasing is going to look amazing in your home. So we want you to collaborate with an experienced Alsing designer, and that's where the Home Furnishing Design Program comes in. Um, they'll help you transform your space into your definition of everyday luxury. Um, the great thing is that we can meet virtually or in person as the service is completely free. Um, designers arrange all ordering, shipping, delivery, and help with styling for a frustration-free experience. To book an appointment, you can do that now at alicelanehome.com and begin your transformation. Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. Today is part two of Design Through the Decades. Um, we've got Suzanne Hall. Hello. Corey Place. Hello. And me, Jess Bennett. We are big, huge design enthusiasts, and we thought it'd be so fun to sit down and take the challenge of taking you guys through the different decades of design. And um, we've got you through the f 1940s, and we're sitting here at the 1950s. Um, so we're going to take you through what it was like um, the political climate at the time. And then of course, fashion and then getting into interiors and Corey's going to give us a little ditty on sort of where music was at at that time too. This is, I feel like the turning point for music is the 1950s. Mm. I mean, rock and roll was like invented mm -hmm. in Cleveland, which okay. is why they have the rock and roll hall of fame there. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, Chuck Berry, yeah, is the one that's uh, given credit for inventing rock and roll. But then there's like Little Richard and obviously Elvis, you, you know, it's huge. Mm -hmm. um, he yeah. was even inspired by so many just like jazz players, right? Yeah, well, in, in, in blues, like R&B, rhythm and blues players and stuff like that. So I feel like music is kind of just like watered down versions, like blues rhythm and blues is watered down from jazz and then rock and roll is watered down from rhythm and blues. And it's kind of more just straightforward and it kind of gets like that actually, you know, up until like, you know, the early two thousands. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Okay. So let's get into the 1950s. In the 1950s, the future was bright. World war II ended leaving the United States, an economic powerhouse, American wages soared, unemployment fell and there was money to spend again. And what did many Americans want? Consumer goods, like houses, cars, and furniture. Many also wanted kids, and the baby boom exploded with nearly 37 million oh children born in the 1950s. That's crazy. Wow. No, the suburbanization of the nation that started in the late 40s accelerated as we built housing developments far from city centers connected by new superhighways, ranch-style homes, and mid-century modern style reigned supreme. Oh, I just love it. <laughs> 10 points to the 1950s. Yes. Oh, okay. So. We'll get into fashion. Um, in fashion, we finally see a really clear gender divide. Um, while men and boys fashion move toward more of a casual day-to-day -day style, women and girls fashion prioritize elegance, formality, and the perfectly matched accessories. Couture women's wear saw rapid change and new designers such as um, Balenciaga, uh, Givenchy disrupting the overly feminine silhouette popularized by Christian Dior while novel prints and colors marked playfulness in fashion for both women and men. So we're seeing pattern um, along with color and a couple different silhouettes um, and high fashion, which is really exciting. I think we all have a mental image of what the 1950s look like. We've got Marilyn Monroe here. We've got James Dean, Elvis Presley. Um, Marilyn Brando. Just, yeah, yeah, just such handsome character, characters, everybody well-dressed, poodle skirt type silhouettes, those circle skirts with the pinched waists and uh, little sweaters or twin sets. And um, it's just this really idyllic time, I think, for fashion and design. Yep. Mm -hmm. So fun. But fun to see some high fashion like start to populate in there. You can start to see like the, the kind of Chanel suit moments mm -hmm. and you see just like a more modern silhouette too, which is really exciting. But women, we always make it harder on ourselves. Men are just like, ah, oh, 
we out. <laughs> and we're yeah, like, let's let's g- give up me our those auntie. jeans and a <laughs> you know, and a t-shirt and a yeah. red t-shirt and then yeah, put my ashtray on it. Okay. Um, as far as the interiors go, um, furniture designers, architects, and product designers also began to create work that we now recognize as mid-century modern. Like we said before, this movement looked to combine sleek lines with organic shapes, balancing modernity and naturalism. Bright, happy colors were in every room of the house. Popular hues included turquoise, coral, pale yellow, mint green, and light blue. Pink was also a peak. It's the rainbow, you guys. It's the whole rainbow. I love it. Um, The 1950s, you see pink everywhere in kitchens, bedrooms, but especially in bathrooms. I think we've all walked into that bathroom with all the pink tile, Uh like the contrasting, Mm. like dark liners. And and you have the pink toilet and you have the pink tub and you have the pink. pink. Yeah. Yeah, And there's like a slight dot of salmon in the pink, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. There's just like a nice warmth to it. Okay. Um, You see pink everywhere especially in bathrooms. Um, the reason why I saw pink everywhere was first lady, um, Mammy Eisenhower loved pink and America loved Mammy. Aww. Mammy, sorry. I feel like this is where they got, uh, you know, like the modern pieces. They were able to put it into production and then mass produce it for the public. So it became like widely available. I mean, cause a lot of some of these like silhouettes of the pieces that we're looking at were kind of, you know, in the twenties and thirties as well, mm-hmm. but this was kind of, figuring out how to mass produce it and, and, and get it out to the public. Yep. So really cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, modernism now often referenced as mid-century modern. Um, like I said, when mainstream and the chairs created by Bauhaus designers in pre-World War II Europe made their way into the homes of middle America. So that also started to get mass produced. There were Ames chairs of all types made with steel, plastic and bent wood. Um, obviously the iconic eight chair too, but it's fun to like, we all know the Ames chair and mm-hmm. this is when Charles and Ray Ames introduced that. Which totally. is really, People really still cool. love and revere and honor and want their furniture in their homes today. Yep. Yeah. And we, they we would be so proud all the time, all the time. Know? Yes. Very rare to find, but there are reproductions um, still in production today. So that's not fun. Like expensive. the generation after a war became such a happy palette. Yeah. So bright. Mm-hmm. So bright. Well, I mean, it's like you can, you can only live in like dreary for so long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For yep. You have to start creating the life around you that you want. And if, you know, you want to be bright and happy, like you start putting those things in your life and it kind of, you know, makes you that way. Yeah. I'm a believer in that. Yeah. So you're a product of your environment. Yes. I love that. Yep. Let's jump into the sixties. Okay. Here we go again. The 1960s were one of the most tumultuous and divisive decades in world history. But a lot of change happened. I will say that. Okay. Um, the era was marked by the civil rights movement, the Vietnam War, and anti-war protests, political assassinations, and the emerging generation gap. This I thought was super interesting. This generation gap of wanting to be completely different than, than the parents, generation before. You, yeah. didn't want, you don't want to think there, that way. Mm-hmm. You don't want to live that way. You don't want to look that way. Mm-hmm. In like in every realm that we're talking about. That sounds about like music. right now. Yeah. No, it really no. <laughs> My kids don't want to look like me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in the 1960s, counterculture blossomed. Um, now teens and kids born after World War II rebelled against tradition. And America was changing thanks to the women's movement, the civil rights movement, and the sexual revolution, and the Beatles. Everything from fashion to home decor became more dynamic, graphic, and colorful. Um, there's also a playful aspect we see to the 60s. This era, era sees the rise of the individual. So you see that a lot in the personalization and self-expression in decor. Lava lamps, paisley prints, and color palettes featuring fuchsia, tangerine, neon orange, and bright green all make an appearance. Not funny, they're going towards secondary colors a little bit more mm-hmm. versus primary colors from the yeah. 50s. Um, to accommodate a baby boom, families sought larger homes, split-level houses, Oh, geez. Um, began to appear <laughs> in the suburbs, allowing more living space to be packed into a tighter footprint. By the end of the decade, the average house size creeps up to 1,500 square feet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Living large. large. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, really acidic colors, I have to say. Yeah. yeah. I have like vibrancy and. Oh, probably just like, damn the man, like really sticking it to them. Mm. Yes. Generation gap. Yes. And the hair. Oh, they haven't really talked Good. much about the hair of the fifties and sixties, but it's like the best. Okay. 1960s fashion um, became progressively more casual across all genders and ages. Women's wear followed three broad trends, a continuation of the previous decades, ladylike elegance, the youthful styles of Mary quaint and the space age influence and the late 1960s hippie style 
um, which is in quotes, hippie style, menswear, sun, increasing amount of color, pattern, military influence. I love military influence on men. Um, And the new fashion icons in the form of rock stars. Uh, Children uh, saw less change, but also became more casual and bright in their color and pattern. So freaking fun. This is just so fun to look at. The go-go boots, like the tall boots up to the knee and the short, short hemlines and Charlie's Angels. And and like, I know you still in these pictures, we still see some waistlines, but a lot of them just become kind of like the street dress. The shift dress, yeah. Yeah. Which is really, really fun. Our hem is moving up. We're not as short as we were because we're just... Look at the men. They just look like fashion plates. I know. Yeah. They're the cutest. They're like a turtleneck with a suit. Yeah. And bright yellow with some brown cords, probably. Mm -hmm. I can totally see the Beatles in all of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And the, the color blocking. I think that that was something. English invasion, exactly. you know, mm-hmm. I think across the pond became British. really, really huge. The big glasses, those 1960s style glasses and the hats. Mm-hmm. I totally would have worn the hats. I'm like, so I feel fun. like like we pull these in, like as far as the color blocking and things. I'm mm-hmm. looking at Audrey Hepburn at the bottom with the white glasses. Like that's a total color block of just like these monochromatic, bright, happy oh, colors. Audrey we Hepburn. We 100% use that oh, in interior today. You just know exactly what's happening when you say Audrey Hepburn in yep. the 1960s. That's so fun. What was happening in interior, Sue? Well, let me tell you. Um, there was a playful aspect to the 1960s, as we learned from the fashion. The era sees the rise of the individual. Um, so you see a lot of personalization, um, Furniture made of lucite, fiberglass, and colored plastics mm. inspired the panton chair and the ball chair was mass produced. So you're seeing again more of this mass production, um, affordable and intended to be tossed out as soon as it was no longer fashionable. <laughs> That's really responsible, guys. Designers also used wood, metals, and glass to produce sleek, lightweight pieces like coffee tables and burrows with simple shapes and tapered legs. The materials designers were using to make mainstream furniture were much more innovative. Um, but America's continuing economic prosperity drove taste to matching furniture. This I thought was interesting. Matching furniture is big in the 60s because it was a status symbol to show you can afford to buy an entire room full of furniture at one time. Oh my gosh. This is not a yard sale, guys. I love it. Um, it's crazy to like to see like this, that uh, lifestyle with um, <laughs> that like little, like uh, I, I can remember we had a vendor, it's called like Modway or something like mm-hmm. that forever ago. So like yeah. that dining table and, and chairs. It just like reminds the me of the Jetsons chair. or something like totally. that. Totally. total tulip chair. How about the, the sectional? It looks like this is like the birth of the sectional. There's mm-hmm. a sectional in every mm-hmm. room. It's amazing. Because the hippies and counterculture rose in opposition to the Vietnam War, influencing interior design. Graphic floral patterns inspired by the peace movement's flower power theme appeared on wallpaper, upholstery, rugs, and curtains. Vibrant colors and patterns influenced by Morocco and India showed up on accessories influenced by the Beatles. White album era. However, all that groovy peace and love stemmed from something less than sunny. Anxiety about the Cold War and the Vietnam War inspires longing for nature and the outdoors. You want to hear a funny story? So my great grandma, who I was really close to, um, she died probably six years ago and she was 90. And when it was my grandpa's mom and when my grandpa met my grandma, he brought her over, you know, to like introduce, uh, introduce them. And my grandma was meeting my great grandma and she, you know, asked what she was into. And she's like, Oh, I'm really into the Beatles. This was in, you know, the early sixties. And she, my great grandma, uh, <laughs> was like, Oh, they're a fad. They're going to be, they're going to be oh gone gosh. in a couple of years. It was like, Oh, good take great grandma. <laughs> you know, they've literally Just like, yeah, they've literally influenced everything for the last 80 years. I think, yeah. I think they'll like the Beatles. Yeah. Also like years. morally too, the Beatles were just like girls were behaving differently than ever before. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Obviously same as Elvis, but we were seeing women just like lose their minds, throw, themselves. throw yeah. their underwear at the stage or whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So I could see how the older generation was just like, just hold on to your panties, ladies, and act <laughs> like women. You know what I yeah. mean? Sit down and cross your legs. Everything's going to be okay. Such a mm-hmm. generation gap. Right? Yeah. So I can see how that would have been just like really disruptive. We'll have to all ask our parents about these things tonight. Did I'm you sure your mom it? had opinions about the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy that the artwork for their white awesome. album, like, in like that influenced interiors and fashion. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
because that's what they were staring at. I mean, yeah. Like that's what they were listening to, and that was the soundtrack, right? Yeah, I mean, name name a band that's done that since. Yeah, I'm like maybe like yeah, I mean, not even to that level, but like maybe Nirvana. But Nirvana Nirvana pulled everything from. No, I think the Beatles. That was, yeah, and I I still think that the Beatles probably reached a broader audience. Yes, absolutely. At that time, probably just due to the the number of bands that were putting out music. Yep. You know, versus when Nirvana was. Anyway. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but the interiors are bright. They're happy. Um, they're, they're psychedelic. They're yeah. yeah. They're that's where like psychedelics. It looks like, like, it looks like there's a film over each photo that's turning at those colors. Mm. Isn't it crazy? It is. It's so it's fun. Nice. And it really is just like 19, it's Palm Springs yeah. every day in Palm Springs. Well, it's, um, it's the best. What it, oh my gosh. It's Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Oh, yeah, that's exactly. it. Yeah. Shagadelic. Yeah. It's shagadelic. Okay, the 1970s. Guys, this is when I was born. Welcome. <laughs> I have to share your insight. Okay. Um, again, another tumultuous decade in some ways. The decade was a continuation of the 60s. Women, African Americans, Native Americans, gays and lesbians, and other marginalized people continued their fight for equality, and many Americans joined the protest against the ongoing war in Vietnam. In other ways, however, the decade was... The repute, yeah, of the 1960s, a new right mobilization defense, a political conservatism, I'm like losing my words, and traditional family roles. That's interesting. And the behavior of President Richard Nixon undermined many people's faith in the good intentions of federal government. By the end of the decade, these divisions and disappointments had set a tone for public life that many would argue is still with us today. Oh. I was just going to say that a lot of that oh. stuff is just very it's present. Like a in taste like, of distrust. Yeah. And then like, it's, it's hard to trust. I don't feel again, like they've right? seen a generation quite like this where all the people finally felt like they had rights and the uproar and the women took off their bras and they're like marching through the streets in protest. I don't remember a time in history where there was protest and marching and all the people were angry against their leaders. And mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't there for any of this, but it really does seem like such a different time and feeling mm-hmm. between the fifties and sixties. And then obviously everything before that was really beautiful and women were put together. And for the first time women are like behaving badly and you know what I mean? Everybody is kind of yeah, right. No, it's, it's free freestyle. Um, for sure. I don't know. Like my dad was drafted. So, but then you also have like that whole realm, right? Mm-hmm. And just like, it's against your choice to go fight this war. Yeah, you know, and and treated really poorly afterwards. So, mm-hmm. or just that generational gap, you know. There's just there's so there's so many delicacies to the human spirit in this decade. Yeah, you know that they had to deal with whether they were against the war, they were in the war, coming home from the war. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, they, and there's and, a lot of mistrust were, in the president of the United States of America. Yeah, that's mistrust hard. and mistreatment. Yeah, they were treated terribly when they got home. So sure. Let's see what uh, let's see what fashion was doing. Yeah, um, so, I nineteen uh, seventies. You kind of think in your brain of like Twiggy, Jane Birkin, and the show The Seventies Style. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Um, or what's it called? Is that what it was that called? Seventies show. Yeah, that seventies show. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's flares. There's bell sleeves, shearling coats. We're kind of there right now, right? Yeah. Shearling coats, mini skirts, the era birth, an eclectic mix of style influences that evolved over a ten-year span. The style icon like Jane Birkin and Bianca Jagger helped with the rise of disco and an unabashed embrace of glamour. Take a look back at some of the looks that helped define the decade style and continue to inspire today. For sure, we see a lot of these, well, even in furniture, right? Like these high texture piles of like boucle, we're seeing the Sherpa with the leather sleeves or the Sherpa collars on the jackets and the corduroy pants and the big belts. Um, I don't know. I think Rachel Zoe has forever loved the, um, like the big caftan type silhouette. What's that called? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, anyway. We see Twiggy's like the big eyelashes and um, but kind of that straight shift too. Yeah. Not conforming. I think not the, conforming. overall That's it looks like in, outfits aren't conforming. Yeah. yeah. Overall in all these silhouettes, it looks like people are very, very thin. The men are thin. The women are very Drugs. thin. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. But there was more drug like as far as just like oh, experimentation. Well, yeah. uh-huh. It was actually drugs, alcohol, you know, just like it was just more readily available. It's like a free for all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, spring it looks like decade. the women, um, like Jackie O is a beautiful example of 70s where she's wearing the white pants and the white jacket and the huge sunglasses are still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it kind of just probably depended on where you lived and, you know, your age on how big you were into it. And, um, class probably. Yeah. Guys, look at Goldie Hawn. She's where's Goldie. Oh my gosh. She, That's crazy. That nuts. Mm -hmm. We'll show you the picture guys. We're looking at it. You're going to so love it. crazy. I didn't even realize that was her. Yeah. Fashion. So Shocking. Sue, what happened in the interiors of the seventies? As you can imagine, self-expression was the driving ethos of the seventies. Um, it was called the me decade by novelist Tom Wolfe. It was a time of shag carpet, house plants, wicker furniture, <laughs> and avocado green appliances. The in, this inward turn was in part a reaction to bad news. An energy crisis has had oh, Americans man. waiting in line for gasoline. Inflation soared. We lost the Vietnam War, and Ohio's um, Cuyahoga River was so polluted it caught fire in 1969. Oh. The environmentalism oh, movement um, was born with the first Earth Day in 1970s. These events had a profound effect on interior design. People start bringing in indoor plants and going for earth tones to fill one with nature. Um, I mean, it feels like just even like the color palette just feels like a shift. Totally. Like, like a, you know, from, from the sixties, it, it's just like, Hey, let's mute things down a little bit. Without the saturation and just yeah. put on a neutral filter. I remember like, I feel like my mom said you could get appliances in harvest gold or avocado green. That's that was the palette. Could you imagine? That's it? crazy. If you had to choose a stove right now yeah, or a washer and dryer. <laughs> that is insane. You're like, uh, I choose none of them. Can yeah. I, can I get a custom paint job on this? I love uh, it. Where's the white one? I yeah. Um, <laughs> however, there was also an attitude of melancholy. Um, Americans fell out of love with machines and the future instead embracing nature and romanticized past. Maximalism replaced the clean lines of modernist furniture and finishes that had reigned for generations, houseplants, woven textiles, and macrame owls, many handmade, filled homes. Mm -hmm. People wanted to express themselves creatively, so they made simple objects for fun. Um, we were nostalgic for days when we made items ourselves instead of buying everything off an assembly line. My mom, Polly Lukinke, I know you're listening to me right now, my mom and my mom and RL made their furniture, like sewed their cushions from no this way. from this. It's like a so like a Widewell corduroy of maroon and mustard velvet striped were their cushions, like tufted with one button, and then they made the frame, stained it. They did the tufting themselves. I, I'm guessing, mom, did you do that with your bare hands? That's that's so crazy. Way impressive. And then also I was looking to picture me when I was, I was born in 1975. So I don't remember any of this. You know, I started mm. in kindergarten in 1980. Um, but anyway, I remember looking at this picture of me when I was a little kid and it was like, they had one of these huge spools that like you would put big cable on for the city. So pretty big. And they had that in the corner with a tube TV sitting on it. So it was like, they found something. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that, they made the furniture. The they made our clothes. Recycle. They macramade like crazy. Yeah, they were making stuff. Yeah, yeah they were creative and they were like a I good team that. and they the made stuff together, you know? Yeah. That's really cool. Sounds like fun. Sounds crafty. It does. It does. Yeah. It's like time. Was your dad like going through school at the time you, too? You guys, the frame and then it had lashed rope across the frame, like these eyelets. These, is that what you call them? The screw, the screw uh -huh. things that go in. The little hook in, or like the little eyes. Yeah. yeah. And then they lashed the rope back and forth. Scratchy rope. They did this themselves. That was like the. With their bare hands. Those was like the sinuous coil. Yeah. My, yeah. Well, not really. A, not, yeah. Yeah. But my dad's, my dad's <laughs> dad was a builder. And so my dad had like a lot of common sense and knowledge of how to build things. Mm -hmm. And mom is really, really creative and crafty. And her mom used to sew drapes for everybody and. So she's a great seamstress, but um, she just had, you know, sewing machine, just residential style. That. Nothing made for probably sewing thick velvets. So she did it anyway. I need to find out more about this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Spark I mean, a good conversation. I don't know how, of course they're young, right? My dad still needs to go through like, med he's probably in medical school right now. We're like living in Oregon. He's going through optometry school. Is that where you were born? Is it Oregon? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And um, anyway, just making just making a household full of furniture, like probably that. growing a garden, canning food. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. they were really scrappy, industrial, and just yeah, scrappy. And super if you, if you can't make it yourself, then you shouldn't have it. There was no YouTube back then either. It was just, just like it came from like, here. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just like you, you know, just had a kind of freestyle. 
That's wild. It did feel like a freestyle when you see the pictures. <laughs> yeah, At least they Polly. Yeah. Yep. No offense though, mom. I mean, like, I'm sure when your friends came over, they were like, oh my gosh, can you do that for me? You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Can you make me a sofa? <laughs> <laughs> After I pick up the kids. <laughs> yep. Anyway, the macrame owl, we can all picture it. In 100%. fact, when you go into the parker at Palm Springs, there's uh-huh. a massive macrame totally. two-story owl hanging on the wall behind the check-in desk. And it's just like cheeky, iconic. It's amazing. Very Jonathan Adler. If you guys love Jonathan Adler, that is the look when he grew up and he's obsessed with the era. And it's so fun to hear him talk about the 1970s. Such a good skill. I'm looking at these pictures though, like the straight stacked little tile in like the colors, like the yellow, like Mm -hmm. we do that now. You're seeing like the big trees inside. You're seeing, there's a lot of things that we're pulling from. Mm-hmm. this decade of, of we love design. a tree inside we love a tree inside yeah, and it do. does like it does just let the shoulders down a little bit right mm-hmm. it eases you from all the other things but you're seeing a lot of checks yeah um, a lot of organization amidst the organic like, do you lines. feel like the handmade bit also feels a little bit like oh yeah it's just like going shopping in anthropology today yeah, totally. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. there's that handmade element that yeah. people want that feels global artistry right yeah totally it's yep. very 70s it feels made for you that's what it yep. Yes, yeah. made for you. I love it. <laughs> yes. like yeah. They called it the me decade. Me decade. There we go. I've got to express myself. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so there you go. This podcast is supported by Cozy Earth. Swapping out bedding to suit the weather is a giant hassle. Just one more reason why I love my Cozy Earth bedding. It keeps me cozy and comfortable all year round. I don't get too hot in the summer. I don't get too cold in the winter. My husband and I sleep different temperatures. We're both comfortable. There's finally peace in the land. And we live in Utah where we have like really distinctive seasons too. So like we're going from summer, like hot summers to cold winters. And I'm comfortable all year round with those sheets. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's made out of only the finest premium viscose, which is highly sustainable bamboo. And it's no wonder why all the top designers are choosing Cozy Earth. Their bedding is naturally temperature regulating, so you're comfy all year round, and it's one of Oprah's favorite things, five years in a row, which speaks volumes, I think. So it's the best gift, too. I can't imagine a better gift. If you don't know what to get somebody, get them Cozy Earth. Yeah. The sweatshirt's amazing. The sweats are amazing. The socks are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So comfy. And there's like a silky, drapey hand to them that's different than like terry or fleece you know what i mean and it's a weight too that just kind of drapes on your body like you just like good window panels you look luxurious yeah. in it and feel it yeah it's so good if you guys want to save 35 percent off now on cozy earth this offer is going to end soon so go to cozyearth.com slash dear alice and be sure to enter dear alice at checkout to save 35 percent. that's cozyearth.com slash dear alice Let's get into the 80s. Yeah. This is my decade right here. Here we go. Mine too. When were you guys born? I'm 83. 87. Nice. I mean, I do remember the 80s though. My mom. I'm sorry you didn't get to be like a full grown kid in school in the 80s. I know. Yeah. And Michael Jackson was like doing a thing. You know what I mean? My, so my mom was 20 when she had me. And Uh so it, and she was like a single mom for a little bit. So it was like me and her. And I, I mean, she likes was still growing up herself. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So I, sure. I, yeah, I remember being like two and three. So I was, it was like 90, but I remember like seeing Madonna on MTV and like Michael Jackson. And I was, mm-hmm. I was like mesmerized by it. And um, yeah, it was like very influential on yeah. me, like growing up. Like I still listen to Madonna. Like, yeah. I, and MTV too. I loved MTV. Like, cause I too. had only older, I had four older brothers and sisters that were all teenagers. Cause again, I was a surprise baby. Mm-hmm. And so just like, that was the birth of MTV. Yeah, mm-hmm. like in the '80s, and so that's all I'd watch. I'd watch yeah. MTV and VH1. And that's amazing. My mom, I don't think all the things. I don't think mom would let us watch MTV because it was quote unquote nasty. Yeah, I. Well, <laughs> yeah, my I mom was, was a kid child. herself, she was so done. She, she was busy. Like, mom was busy. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. watch TV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Grandma Judy. Uh, watch, Grandma. watch TV. <laughs> I'll learn some stuff. Awesome. Come back to me when you're done. Um, but during the 1980s, conservative politics and Reaganomics held sway as the Berlin Wall crumbled. I think that the didn't the wall crumble? I think in 1989, 86, um, or was it 80? Yeah, it might it was have been in the 89. late 80s. Yeah, 
Um, new computer technologies emerge in blockbuster movies and MTV reshaped pop culture. The computer is named Time Magazine's Man of the Year. Isn't that crazy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's um, man, fun fact. And Lady Die, and I just put this in there because I'm just like, this is very pertinent to like everybody's watching. Yeah, the crown, or not the crown, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yep, Lady Diana, Spencer, and Charles, the Prince of Wales, are married. The 1980s were a time of excess. America saw the rise of ergonomics, um, personal computer yuppies, and an eclectic collection of interior design trends. You've got a lot of things happening all at once, but none of them define the era completely. Um, women were solidly back in the workforce, so you've got a lot of two-income homes with money to spend on home furnishings. Until the stock market crashed at the end of the decade, there's money for seemingly frivolous things. Guys, the 80s were so amazing. And we're all seeing the movies, right? Like we're all seeing like Back to the Future was in the 80s. Pretty Woman was in the 80s. Like we, Stranger Things, which is completely Yeah, inspired. we yeah. all have a visual yeah. of exactly what this looks like. Um, whether you are a baby like Corey or you're in kindergarten, you know, starting kindergarten in 1980 like I was. Um, living through it was just absolutely magical. It also was a little bit like um, amateur hour and anything goes, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like anything was done like really, really well. When you look back, you're like the hair, the makeup, it was just bananas. You know, well, you know what? The thing I respect about the eighties is that they went for it. You yeah. Know? Like it's just completely, you, there's not a whole lot in the eighties that I can attribute. Maybe you can hit up the music thing, but there's not a lot in the eighties that I can attribute to the previous generation. Well, I think they were, I mean, even in music, it was kind yeah. of just like a grab bag and you're kind of like, let's just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks type of thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, cause that was like, there were electronic instruments invented in, in, in the seventies, but th that's mm -hmm. really when it was kind of like people were experimenting with that. And they're like, Oh, let's see what this sound makes. And just yeah. like, let's just throw it in there, you know? And yeah. it's like, I listen to mixes like, uh -huh. songs like yeah uh from the 80s and i'm like why the heck were they doing that like yeah. it doesn't make it's just any amateur sense. Why exactly yeah why not, why not? <laughs> the exactly boy, the right. boy bands new kids on the block oh, you yeah. know all the things is just like anybody can be famous if they just put themselves madonna was super provocative mm. caught everybody's attention yep. michael jackson was something like nobody had ever seen before yeah it was did you guys get amazing get together like when there would be a premiere video and like our whole family would gather around and we'd watch the premiere video. I know no. lie. Like I remember that. Like my like my mom was like so into it. And so therefore like I was too. We'd and watch like, the, we'd order, we ordered pizza. We'd all gather around the tube and we'd watch the premiere of, and I remember them. Like, yeah, COVID, but the premiere of what? Of those music videos. Cause they would have music videos like every, it was like on a Friday or something like that. And like, this is like the world premiere of this video on MTV. <laughs> oh, and like yeah. you just sit in you know, like, yeah. Amazing. It's crazy. That's amazing. Do you remember, remember the time. That was a little bit late. Like, yeah. um, remember the time. Um, that was oh like, yeah. The time. It was uh, yeah. Egyptian like whole and set. Like Eddie, everything was gold. And like, yeah. yeah, I completely remember that night of watching that video. It's so fun that they got to like create a music video with with right. the rise of their song. Mm. So you had a visual to go with the audio. And so and there was like- these generations that don't know that. Yeah, and there was suspense was so behind rad. it. Oh. You, you were like, I, I gotta We'd get- We'd all like, get in line this. and yeah. buy the tape, the cassette tape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, there's, it's, everything's so immediate now. You just like, it's yeah. in your face. You guys remember like Music Plus? Did they have Music Plus in Utah? Mm. Okay. I don't know. I never anyway, or just like, I don't know, just the, wherever you would get your records or your, your tapes or CDs or things like. Yeah. Anyway. I went to Tower. So I went to Tower Records. That was my. That was your place. Yeah. I went to Radio Shack. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what they had in the Richfield. Nice. They had a Radio Shack <laughs> in Richfield. Yeah, we did. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 It was locally owned. Get your uh -huh. batteries. Okay. <laughs> yeah, your um, awesome. Walkman. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the Walkman. Yeah. Yep. Make your mixtapes. Mm. I did. Guys, remember did you'd have to like so wait hard. for the song to come on the radio. You'd listen to the radio. You, yeah, you'd miss it like the, the first three seconds. Because they'd be song. talking over the top. You're like, don't yeah. talk. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make a love note to my boy. Next day. That's rewind and record over. It's gonna be a really weird transition. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's right. so fun though, because like the stickers and stuff that I'm putting on like Nolan's water bottles and like patches and stuff are tape cassettes. Or they like, are. do you know what I mean? Just like, uh -huh. they're all just like, it all just comes back. Yeah. It's fun know. for the moms and dads. I know exactly. Yeah. We, our children, they're Kids just our, they're our toys. I love it. Okay. Um, 80s fashion. If you grew up in the 80s, you know, the 80s was big, bright, loud. You might have worn some of the neon clothes, very large tops off the shoulder, bra strap showing. 
and a large, large, large hair situation. The chances are that you would have felt good about it too. The 80s was really a golden age for music and movies. And along with all that, the iconic looks that we now know today as 80s fashion, celebrities like Madonna, Michael Jackson, Molly Ringwald, Cyndi Lauper, heavily influenced the masses when it came to what we wore. And even though it has been decades since the 80s, we still look fondly back at that crazy and cool um, fashion trends of the time. So yeah, it's just just the best. We love it so Notice much. I put Cindy Mancini at the bottom there for you, Jess. She's my favorite. Yeah, Can't Buy Me Love was my yep. favorite movie oh, so for good. decades. Dreamy. Uh huh. Yep, that's the first time we ever saw McDreamy was the Lawn Boy. You also see like hip hop. You see like Run DMC. You're seeing Salt and Pepper. You're seeing just like a yeah. whole another like I don't know popularized like realm of music and opinions and mm-hmm. like I think in just a completely new way than you saw in the 70s. I mean, yeah, like hip hop was uh, Jimi Hendrix. That, that was, was invented. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hip hop really happened totally in different. the 80s. And people didn't when hip hop was like uh, invented, people didn't even recognize it as music. It was like more of like a it was like poetry. Uh-huh. And then people are like. What, what are they doing? And um, there's a guy named Rick Rubin actually who started, uh, I believe he started Def Jam Records and Run DMC and Beastie Boys. He got all those guys popular and he's a very popular music producer currently. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy just to hear him talk about like that whole movement and um, obviously how it influenced style. I mean, forever, like Adidas was a thing because of like hip hop, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and it's still like- 100%, that's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So the 80s was a grab bag, but it, what did stick to the wall, there's a lot of that still here, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. So I think fun. even like a couple markets ago, like we saw, we saw stuff come back from like, like from different lines. We're like, okay, that curvature is happening from the 80s. Yeah. Like we, we're just like, I'm seeing the 80s again. Yep. Just like a refined in a better way. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Not yeah. so amateur this time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk really quickly about interiors on the 80s. Maximalism was in, minimalism was out. Decorating styles were diverse, but excess was the underlying theme. I love that, excess. Um, earth tones and the longing for nature ended. Instead, we embraced bright colors. Everything completely unnatural. I think that's kind of mm-hmm. funny. Including soft pa- pastels inspired by Miami Vice and the primary colors of Memphis design. House plants were replaced with silk floral arrangements. They would never die. And overstuffed sofas covered in a floral chintz, an effect of the English cottage style made popular by Laura Ashley. Houses got larger with the average reaching 2,000 square feet by the end of the decade. Floor plans included the first open um, kitchens designed for family living, merging dinings and family rooms with a cooking area. Kids could do homework at the counter while parents cooked, watched designing women and chatted with a friend or two. Mm. So I remember Deltaberg and designing yeah, women. for sure. And, we even have like the interiors of, um, what's that show with Blanche? Um, oh Golden Gosh. Girls. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Golden mm-hmm. Girls and the palm wallpaper and the pink shirt. And mm. anyway, you did see, yeah, just a lot of pastels. You saw, um, yeah, just it, it's again, a grab bag. It's like a hundred percent a grab bag. Also, I feel like women looked a lot older because it was amazing to look mature, mm. mature, you know what I mean? Like the women in Golden Girls are our age. They're in their 40s and they have gray hair. Like they must not have colored yeah. their hair. And they, the clothing really was mature. So they conditioner. They wore shoulder pads, which also added kind of a bulk and a maturity to the clothes. Mm-hmm. And then like um, the, what do you call them? Gathered sleeves, the puffy sleeves mm-hmm. and all of that. So it was like, I don't think very age flattering if I'm being honest. And it was cool even for... You know, my sister and I, who are younger, people would be like, I cannot believe you're 14. You look like you're 18. I'd be like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Totally. Like you wanted to look older. Mm-hmm. It's really strange. That yeah. It's funny. It's amazing. It's like the exact opposite right now. Thank you. You're right about me looking yeah. older. <laughs> yeah. It is the exact opposite. Everybody's trying to reverse the clock where mm-hmm. yep. like the golden girls were celebrated with white and gray hair and they acted like they were. 80, yeah, 70. No, I honestly, legit, like even up until That's why like, they all moved 20 years, like 10 years ago, I thought <laughs> yeah. it was, yeah. For real, yeah. like for fun, you guys need to Google when we're done, how old they really were when they were filming the Golden Girls. You guys will be, I promise you the same age or, or young so or like older than them. Yeah, I thought it's they were crazy. Like 70 years old. You know, and as we enter the nineties, when we get into father of the bride era, 
because I was in the nineties, right? Uh-huh. Have you seen that meme too with like Steve Martin and Diane? He's Keen? he's looked the same. And they're forty five. Yeah. In that movie, Outrageous. and everyone's just like everybody's like freaking out that these people is what a forty five used to look like. Yeah. Because it is not that way. So anymore. in style to be older. Yeah. Just, also, just like mature. if you think about Seinfeld, is Seinfeld eighties or nineties? Nineties. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into the. I guess like eighty nine is when it started. I think. Yeah. But, yeah. But it lived well on. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay, 1990s, known as the post-Cold War decade. The 1990s are often culturally defined as the period from revolutions of 1989 that marked the end of the Cold War until the global war on terror, which included the September 11th attacks in the early 2000s, the war in Afghanistan, and the Iraq War. So this is interesting. This is like this little pocket time. Again, Mm -hmm. kind of like a moment of peace between two major wars. Mm Mm-hmm. The 1990s is often remembered as a decade of relative peace and prosperity. The Soviet Union fell, ending the decades-long Cold War, and the rise of the internet ushered in a new radical era of communication, business, and entertainment. Guys, that is like what an crazy. exciting, what yeah. an exciting like moment! Like that, just mm. all that was spinning. Yeah. Well, little Suzanne was in junior high and high school. Oh my gosh! Um, in fashion, as the 20th century be- um, came to a close, fashion reaches. It's most casual. Both men and women adopted grunge fashion in its early part of the decade of loose oversized clothing and jeans became staples. As the decades progressed, women's fashion became more streamlined as minimalism um, became de rigueur while children's clothing was featured in po- as popular Disney channels. So they're wearing like Disney merch and probably graphic tees and marketing was at a high I'm sure for sure yeah I were seeing like crop tops on um the Spice Girls and that sort of thing clueless yeah I'm starting to see you're seeing Christina Aguilera and Britney kind of entering yeah short hemlines Uh and uh uh-huh hair isn't as big like oh yeah like little overalls overalls situation yeah Mm -hmm. um 90210 Totally. Friends mm-hmm. started coming in. Friends? Yeah. That was 90s. That was 90s, yeah. Oh, yeah. Friends was when I was in college, and 90210 was when I was in high school. Yeah. But that short mini pod skirt, back to the pods that mm-hmm. Polly needed, like Liv Tyler Ward totally. and Empire Records and Clueless obviously had those pod sets. Yeah. And then Nirvana obviously was just, he passed they away were in like 94. The grunge yeah. Yeah. Which obviously early 90s, but like that was a big, I think, revolt against this. Like probably the super, yeah, like the, the synthesizer su- yep. produced, right? Yeah, the super like polished like music was net like it was kind of just a, um, you know, like a reaction to that. It was like let's just like you know take all this like polished mm-hmm. production away and just like be who we are and just distorted guitars. Honestly, if you like break down Nirvana songs like their chord progressions and stuff like that, it's Beatles music that's just played like really heavy. It's like the same chords, a like bit this, more minor. Yeah, 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 like a, a, a little darker tone to it. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like he, Kurt Cobain loved John Lennon. And um, so he would double his vocal like John Lennon did. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's cool that it was so, it was its own thing, but it was very derivative of what like rock and roll, rock, how rock and roll started. Let's mm. talk 90s interiors. What okay. did we see? You guys, let's talk about it. This is when I think like we start to fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit. We were talking about this before, like 90s, and then I started pulling images for the 2000s, and I just got like just super discouraged. Worse. Yeah. Um, and we're getting better, but we'll talk about that in a second. In the 90s, Americans entered the 90s with cautious optimism. The Berlin Wall fell, ending the Cold War, and a sense of unease. For the first time in generations, Americans craved minimalism, rebelling against the neon colors, big hair, and floral chants like excess of the previous decade. The World Wide Web entered the ma- mainstream and techno and grunge music rose to prominence um, since much of pop culture came from the Pacific Northwest. I didn't realize that. Color palettes became more muted. Sage, your parents' windows. Oy vey. Um, Grayish, dark green, rustic golds, terracotta, earthy tones came from the Pacific Northwest. Color pa- or Reds and beige filled homes across the nation. Um, see see what I mean about Nirvana though? Yeah. Like, like they're from Seattle and like everything yeah. was, that was like the epicenter of everything that was happening mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah you see a raw approach to interiors in the 90s um you see an industrial look leaving things as they are you see a lot of adaptive reuse and design and decor um such as shabby chic we saw that in the 90s combined flea market finds into thoroughly eclectic style the romantic lived in surged in popularity mm-hmm. um 
Hallmarks included chalk painted furniture, white slip covered sofas, worn crystal chandeliers, and iron beds with canopies and completely opposed the Memphis design of the 1980s. The style inspired the mashup of decades seen in Monica's apartment on Friends. I was 100% uh-huh. part of that. I totally had empty frames in my in my, in my <laughs> yes, that's, room. And my, yeah. anyway, so um, where shaker <laughs> staples combined with Rococo for a mix and match ethos that survives to this day. After decades of mass produced furniture, young people found they could piece together their own unique looks from a thrift store. Um, I think probably the <laughs> Macklemore was singing about this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, uh-huh. but just like kids in those other generations, you never like think about like youths or anybody like creating their own spaces. This is when like, like I was creating a space you're cre- like making, mm-hmm. helping with your room and like yeah. starting to have an identif- identity for your space younger. Totally. I think is a thing. Um, yeah. This gave us the permission to do it. Cause it was just like freestyle, yeah. you know, what's the name of the game? Let's pick this and this, and there's a grab bag again. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came to walls, textures with texture was tops, <laughs> stencils, sponge painting and faux finishes made interior walls look like leather, stucco, marble, ancient frescoes, anything but drywall vases with silk, plastic or dried plants, replaced house plants, still considered a dated relic of the Carter era. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You guys. Oh, that's how we came up. Yeah. You guys. Like just thinking of just the dusting 80s, off the florals. You know? Just thinking of the eighties and nineties. I'm just like, man, I'm really glad where we are at today. Like as mm-hmm. far as interior goes and, and honestly, like where we're heading, like it's. Yeah. It's getting better again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And just, we've been kind of talking about this, you know, just that we feel like, I feel personally, I think you feel the same way that we're kind of in this like renaissance where we're searching, mm-hmm. right? We're searching to do something great mm-hmm. and something new and that's something inspired. Yeah. And I think that that is really exciting, you know, just as we, as we move forward as artists, you know, musically, you know, design wise, um, mm-hmm. just as an, as a nation, like that we're conscious of, of, of these things and mm-hmm. we're putting great things into the earth. It's the 1920s again. I mean, that's like from like, like, I really do. Yeah. Yeah, It's a hundred years later and we have influencers now, which I think is such a great responsibility. You influencers that are listening that you have, like, don't, don't just take the highest bidder, like be thoughtful about what you're putting out in the world because Mm -hmm. people are buying it. Yeah. You know, influencing works. We, we know that we learned that. And why, Um, and, and be thoughtful of who you're being influenced by. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like see, is this like, I, I've felt I've fallen victim to like, you know, something that's been packaged for the mass and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And it, it doesn't re- ever connect with you, but you're like, Oh, it's mm-hmm. like, it's everyone has it. So like, I might as well too type of thing, but the algorithm fed me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, what's so, interesting. We were just watching the masterclass, Frank Gehry and Frank Gehry just barely ended his class on Monday when we were watching it as a design team. And what he said in the end is we relate to other people through their honesty. Mm. We all know when people are being authentic. We've all seen an influencer try and sell a product, hashtag ad, you know what I mean? Yep. That we know they don't believe in. And so go back to what you were just saying where you're like, there's a responsibility that if you are going to put yourself forward and saying, I'm influencing for this generation, mm-hmm. for the kind of people that love me and my brand, this is what we believe in. Yep. This is why I believe in this thing because none of us want to see you faking it for a paycheck. Otherwise we think you lose integrity and we don't want to follow you anymore. You know what I mean? You can even drill down one more, like for the, for the creators, for the brands that are creating this product to get to the influencers, like be thoughtful, Yeah. like create, create something that, you know, like your brand is proud of and, and that is unique to your brand and like what, what separates you. So, um, and then like the influencers will, you know, gravitate towards that more and therefore it'll, it'll reach the mass public, totally. um, you know, and be great then. Reach for what's available often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. So, for sure. Um, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. Um, we've seen a lot of things happen. We've all been alive for that. Um, I think politically we've seen the September 11th uh, attack on New York City, DC in Pennsylvania, uh, the anthrax attacks on the United States 
And we've seen a lot of tragedy. We've seen a lot of tragedy today with uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And we've seen different responses to all of these things happen, right? One interesting thing in the furniture industry that we've talked to furniture reps and everything on like the 2020s, we're like, oh, we don't know what to do. Everybody wants to buy furniture right now because they're all sitting in their homes. They want to be comfortable. They want to feel good. And they're finally ready to change the way they're living because they're not traveling anymore. Instead, they're inside their houses, right? Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, the furniture reps said the exact same thing happened after September 11th. They couldn't make furniture fast enough. They couldn't get materials fast enough Interesting. because people wanted to be home and they wanted to feel safe and they weren't, they didn't feel safe traveling on the airlines mm -hmm. anymore, which is really interesting. So, um, Everything is in response to something else that's happened. Um, fashionably, we know things kind of go the opposite direction um, as they did the, the decade before. Different things influence different things. Pop culture is a major piece now that we all have TVs, we all have phones, right? Yeah. So um, I feel like there's lack of invention though, because we're seeing so much stuff and just being influenced. I mean, I, I don't something feel it as much, but I think it's because we're in creation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so we have the opportunity to create, whether we're building homes and using new materials or trying new things. I'm not saying that laminated wood floors or wood floors that look like tile are great inventions, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. People kind of adapt for that. Um, and I think there's a great responsibility for those of us that are creating um, or creating for other people, whether it be their homes and getting a really, really honest read on who they are, how they want to live, what's shaped, shaped to them, their circumstances, and honestly, how do they want to live in their life the most comfortable way they can? And then we create the story for that. Yep. And we back it up with materials and lifestyle and rooms that support the things that they need to have happen in their lives. So um, there's just, there's great responsibility, there's great honesty, and um, you know, we always say great intimacy that comes with trying to create something really, really great. Mm -hmm. And we've seen things that haven't been done great before and aren't as honest, but they're just like everybody's, you know, best try at this brand new trend. Yeah. And then we also see, you know, Sue, you were making the comment before we started recording that there's really no such thing as um, People timeless. People ask like, yeah. what is timeless? What can you, can you create something that will not go out of style? And you really can't mm -hmm. like, there might be elements that you'll, you'll say, I, I still enjoy that. So I think the personalization of what you're drawn to and just like creating something for you mm -hmm. and being super discerning and super thoughtful about the choices that you're making, whether it be the clothes you're putting on your body, what you're putting on your walls, how you're building your house, mm -hmm. like do your research. I think so many people, unfortunately, we just like lean on the, lean on the construction schedule for the developer that's making a buck mm -hmm. putting all these homes up, but he's not, he's not being thoughtful about you or your stories. Nobody's passionate the, about it. And at but the yeah. end of the day, we're storytellers. All these people mm -hmm. throughout all these decades, these artists, they're storytellers, mm -hmm. be it design, fashion, music. They're telling the story of what's happening in that day and in their lives. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's so beautiful. And therefore that is a, it's a timestamp. Mm-hmm for that story. So yeah, just like you were saying, be really thoughtful and respectful for what you're doing um, to kind of, I don't know, put your story out there. Yeah. I think, I think like you said, it's honest and I think people can feel that. For sure. Guys, thanks so much for listening today through um, Design Through the Decades. It's been really fun to research this and understand where we came from and where we're going and how we got here and um, just kind of what's influencing us. Uh, hope you guys have a great day and we're going to catch you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 